Well, welcome back. Hey, Christian, we're doing another UMMC Bible study podcast. Before we begin, Christian, how are you doing? I'm doing all right. It's been an interesting week. A lot of things going on, but uh, it's been another week to uh, enjoy the Lord in the the midst of uh, everything that's going on. Yeah, amen, for sure. It's been kind of crazy, obviously flooding in Mississippi and a lot of outward situations are happening, but I'm glad you said that, Christian, you are still taking time to enjoy the Lord because today we'll be touching on some things that are very inward. Maybe we put it like that. And so this is a part two series. The first part, if you haven't heard, was last week's about John 6, about the need of the hungry. So we talked about people that were hungry and they were trying to use things to satisfy their hunger. And essentially the Lord here in John 6 presented himself as the bread of life. And so we talked about how the Lord, one of his main functions is to come and feed us as a bread of life, just like the manna was used to feed the children of Israel out there in the wilderness. But when I was reading this, Christian, I realized that there was another story going on, not just the Lord feeding the 5,000, but there was a whole dialogue between the Lord and the Pharisees. And this actually was very exposing to me because the Pharisees would represent maybe our modern day pastors or modern day reverends or modern day Christian leaders, ones who have been very familiar with the Old Testament, one that have spent their entire life dedicated to learning about God, to teaching people about God. And here they are after seeing the Lord's miracle of healing the paralyzed man who was next to the fountain and also seeing him feed 5,000 people with five loaves and two fish. Here they are, they're with the Lord. The Lord is saying something, but something bad is happening, something quite unfortunate. So Christian, I'm going to read some of these verses, and I essentially just want us to spend some time to diagnose essentially what is happening and why why it's happening, I guess. So this is the conversation between the Lord and the Pharisees. So this is John 6 again, and this is John 6, 41. So this is the Lord. He had just presented himself as the bread of life. He said, so the Jews grumbled about him because he said, I am the bread that came down from heaven. They said, is not this Jesus, the son of Joseph, whose father and mother we know? How does he now say, I have come down from heaven? Now, 51, this is the Lord responding. I am the living bread that came down from heaven. If anyone eats of this bread, he will live forever. And the bread that I will give for the life of the world is my flesh. The Jews then disputed amongst themselves, saying, how can this man give us his flesh to eat? And then 60, when many of his disciples heard it, they said, this is a hard saying. Who can listen to it? 61, but Jesus, knowing in himself that his disciples were going about this, said to them, do you take offense at this? And then 66, after this, many of his disciples turned back and no longer walked with him. So Christian, some really unfortunate things have happened. The Lord essentially has been speaking quite a truth, essentially equating himself to the true manna that came from heaven and fed the children of Israel. And of course, the Pharisees and even his disciples that followed him and walked with him 
couldn't take it. Christian, this is a danger. This is a pitfall. Because if we apply to our day today, this would be like our pastors, our reverends, our church leaders saying, I, Lord, I can't, I can't take this. I can't take this word anymore and leaving the Lord to do their own thing. So I'm opening the floor to you, Christian. Any thoughts on this passage? Firstly, I mean, it was great when we got into this last week uh, with the Lord revealing himself, taking the opportunity to reveal himself as the bread of life. In this portion uh, that John wrote down, right? The Lord, again, was revealing himself as resurrection life and in a way that people could partake as bread. And it's it's really a, an awesome thing, an amazing thing to consider that this is how God wants to interact with man. He wants man to enjoy him, to partake of him as food. Uh, but yeah, like you were talking about the, the the second half of John chapter six, the Lord is really having to, uh, he's really having to fight uh, with these, these Jewish people, uh, even the Pharisees, right? And he's always struggled with the Pharisees. And later on, he can't even go into Jerusalem because they're afraid to, of being killed. It's uh, it's it's really bad. It's it's really crazy. How how do these people who know God's word so well, why are they so blinded to see God in the flesh in front of them? Well, I can't I can't say that if we were there, we'd actually be any better. Of course, we'd like to think we would be, but um, perhaps this is our natural man. We love. We love the outward things. We love to see the miracles. We love to see 5,000 people get fed with five loaves and two fish. We love to see all the miracles before. We love to see all these outward things, but we're stuck in our, in our minds. We're stuck in this kind of outward mode where the Lord, in each of these cases that we've been going through, there's been a change. It's not... It's not the outward things, but there's something going on inwardly, inwardly, intrinsically uh, that's that's causing a change, right? The Lord is, right, he wants to regenerate man, right, being born of the Spirit. He wants to uh, be living water to us, again, something that can be partaken of. He wants to be words of life to us, and here he wants to be bread, a bread of life, right? Uh, all these things are are really inward, intrinsic. Something going on, not 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 outward. Christian, I think you hit the nail right on the head. Most of us, and I tend to agree with you. Oftentimes, we read the Old Testament, and we would have this thought that you know, if we were there, we would have been like the Israelites who have seen miracle after miracle. You know, the Lord, you know, opening the Red Sea, the Lord giving them manna, the Lord defeating Jericho with just them walking around. We like those types of stories. But the inward reality, the things that you can't see with your eyes, this would be much more difficult and oftentimes against our own concept. And I would say, Christian, like you, like you said, the first warning that we see here is that many times our concepts might be what actually forces us to leave the Lord. 
So again, even in the verses that we read, his disciples, not the 12 apostles that he had called, but other disciples that, that have been walking with the Lord, seeing him do all these amazing outward miracles, when the Lord would not budge from this fact that I have come as bread, that you have to eat me, because in me, this is where the life is, and once you eat me, you get the life in you. Because he wouldn't budge, his disciples were like, I can't hear this anymore. This is too hard. Essentially, this is a hard word. And Christian, to apply that to us today, I want to say we are in the same dangerous pitfall. If you look at a lot of times through church history, there will be maybe a recovery of the truth, like Martin Luther, right? He recovered that, hey, you know what? We are justified by faith. We're not justified out of works. And when he saw this, even though this was written clear as day in the Bible, he was persecuted. He was persecuted hard. In fact, the, the, the Catholic Church essentially tried to kill him. You know, this is not allowed, even though this is clear as day written in the Bible. And now we are the beneficiaries of what Martin Luther saw. And throughout church history, there have been recoveries of things like this, things like the inner life, this matter of the inward part, you know, this was actually recovered probably during Count Zinzendorf's day, uh, Maddie Guillaume's days. These things were truths that, again, you're reading it. Like we said, Christian, you brought this out. That which is born of flesh is flesh. That which is born of spirit is spirit. And even today, we're going to touch this next, this matter of the words that I speak to you are spirit and life. And we see this now because of what they went through. But when they first saw it and started speaking it, even though we see it written clear as day in the word, they were persecuted. They were hated. They were called heretics and all sorts of un unfortunate things by fellow believers. And I think what we're seeing is this is not something that is unique to the past. This is something that is essentially probably instigated since the fall that now we have become a group of people that are only outward and not looking at inward realities, which again, Christian, this is a warning to us. We cannot let that impede our following the Lord. Yeah. Um, it, it, I wanted to read the verse that you brought out. Uh, this is John six sixty three. It is the spirit who gives life. The flesh profits nothing. The words which I have spoken to you are spirit in our life. And, you know, I, I think I was being to consider from your speaking that it's so true. We, it's usually our, our good traditions and our good concepts that hold us back from seeing what the word is really saying, what the word of God is really saying. And it's all here, but we, Sometimes we even have a veil, a veil over our eyes. We even we can even read the Bible trying to kind of confirm our natural concepts. But really, we have to come to the word like like children sometimes and to accept what the word is really saying. Not as this is not saying for us to just throw everything that we've ever learned away. But for sure. We really need to come back to the word. And, and just a small point about that, that's it's so important as believers for us to get into the Bible in a regular, normal way. For whatever reason, the trend 
has become, I don't need to read the Bible because somebody who has is going to tell me about it. Uh, and they know better, and so I don't need to read it. That That is wrong on so many levels. And that really needs to be, that needs to be broken through in all of us, right? And I, I know I've gained so much benefit getting into the Word uh, myself, even from this chapter. The words are spirit and life what we we we're we're eating the lord through his word and living because of it anyway uh i i just i had to give a plug for for reading the bible it's it's so important and, and beneficial amen christian i give you a strong amen on that as well because like you said we as christians can easily fall into Maybe kind of a spoon feeding, like infants, you know, someone needs to prepare the Bible and just spoon feed it to us. But as we grow spiritually, we need to also learn to eat. We need to learn to read the word and we need to come to the Lord essentially open. You know, maybe we tell the Lord, honestly, Lord, in my concept, I know I cannot eat your flesh. It makes no sense to me. But that then will give the Lord an opportunity to reveal his word, essentially saying, correct, because like you said in that verse, Christian, it's the spirit that gives life. That's what the Lord is saying. That's where the life is. It's in the spirit. The flesh profits you nothing. Essentially what he's telling them is you using your fleshly mind to try to reason what I'm saying. And even this outward of maybe I just eat your flesh outwardly. He said, that profits you nothing. This is not what we're talking about. Then he says, the words which I have spoken to you are spirit and our life. And again, Christian, we have the written word now. The Lord, through his apostles and through the saints of the old, has written down these words. And these words can be black and white letters for our flesh, but they can also be spirit and life, something that actually feeds us and nourishes us and causes us to grow as Christians, not just grow intellectually so that we can memorize verses and use it to better theologically debate people, because that's not exactly what this is for, but this is food. This is the Lord coming to us through the word as food to sustain us. And anyway, Christian, I think, you know, I had to just come back and bring this out to remind myself when I'm reading the word, you know, even I've been a Christian for decades, I've read the Bible many times, but I myself need to always be alert that I'm not relying on my old concepts rather than coming to the Lord to receive him freshly day by day. You know, what I appreciate of God, you know, two years ago, I still appreciate, but if that appreciation is holding me back from going on with the Lord, maybe to receive a new thought, receive a fresh word, then that old experience can actually become a hindrance to my Christian growth. Uh, any final thoughts you have, Christian? I would just say it's it's so wonderful that we do have a word that's so accessible to us today. Uh, but again, the word, it, it, sh it, it, it can't just remain black and white letter. Um, when we come to the word, we're coming to a person, right? Uh, John opens his, his letter saying, in the beginning was the Word, the Word was with God, and the Word was God. 
Um, so when we come to the word, it brings us to the Lord. And uh, the Lord is the one who is causing an inward change today, especially today, because, I mean, the Lord is no longer here in the flesh and the blood. And really, we don't see a lot of outward miracles, but there's a lot of inward miracles going on every day. Uh, the Lord really coming in and making more home in our hearts and and growing in, in, in the members of his body. It's it's really amazing. So um, praise the Lord uh, for his word. And uh, may we have another week where we can really meet the Lord in his word. Amen. Amen, Christian. Well, we will leave it there. Next week, we are moving on into John chapter 7. So we're continuing on these cases. It's been fantastic seeing the Lord, starting with Nicodemus, the woman at the well, the impotent man, now the hungry, how the Lord has come as life to supply us with himself, to really supply us as everything, supply us with everything that we need. Well, Christian, again, I appreciate your time. We will catch up again next week. Mm-hmm.